Welcome to That Smart Hustle, a podcast dedicated to the importance of creating your truth, realizing your own self-worth, loving who you are and the journey you're on, all while planning for the future, but still being present in the now. I'm your host, Kristen Martin. You may know me from my YouTube channel, where I post writing advice videos and day-in-the-life vlogs, or perhaps you've delved into my fictitious worlds by reading one of my young adult books, or maybe we're meeting for the first time. If the latter is the case, then hello and welcome. There's plenty of space here for everyone from all walks of life, whether you're lost and can't seem to find your way, or you think you're on the right path, or you're just starting out and have no idea where to begin. It's all about empowering yourself to be the kind of person you want to be and to pursue the lifestyle you want to live. So let's dive in. Hi guys, welcome back to That Smart Hustle Podcast and welcome to episode 50, 50. Wow, I cannot even believe that we're 50 episodes in. I just started this podcast a year ago as a little side passion project, and it's pretty cool to see what it's evolved into. First and foremost, I just want to thank you guys for sticking around, for listening to the episodes, and for sharing them on your social media sites. Because again, this really was just a side passion project, and it's really, really cool to see what it's turned into. And a large majority of that is thanks to you guys. So since it is episode 50, I wanted to talk about something a little different. I've been sharing some different content on my social media, specifically on Instagram, but of course that gets blasted out to Twitter and Tumblr and Facebook, but you know, everything everything I post comes from Instagram first. So before we dive into this episode, I do want to preface it by saying that if you have not read my personal development book, Be Your Own Hashtag Goals, then some of some of what I'm about to talk about and some of what I'm about to share might be very new to you, might be possibly a little bit confusing. If you have read that book, then, then it might be a little bit more familiar to you. But either way, I just really wanted to share my own self-love and self-acceptance journey in numerous facets, numerous aspects of my life from my body to my hair. So, you know, my physical appearance and how I look to kind of how my mind works to the things that I believe in and my spirituality, because this past year has been one of such transformation and such change. And I just finally feel like I'm really stepping into the person that I've always been, but maybe was too afraid to become. So I was always hiding behind society's norms and the things I was told I should be doing or saying or behaving or wearing. You know, I feel like many of us can relate to that, especially as women. Women have so much pressure put on them by society to look and be and act a certain way. And (laughs) I just got to a point where I was over it, said, screw it. I'm tired of this. I just want to be me. I want to be loud and outspoken and crazy and kind of goofy and sarcastic and professional when I want to be, but, you know, fun and kind of unpredictable when I want to be. I just, you know, I want to be me. I think that's what all of us want in our lives is just to truly be who we are, be ourselves, and to not be shamed or put down, ridiculed, made fun of for being who we really are. So I want to take you back to when I was in elementary school. 
And elementary school was such a great time. So this is, you know, this is when I was a kid. I was a very lively kid. I had a lot of energy. I talked at a million miles a minute. You could not get me to shut up. And I loved, I loved creating things just like I do now, but I also loved helping people and teaching them. And I just liked to be in charge of things. That was that was a big thing for me. I would always come up with all these ideas and I would enlist my sister, my cousins, the kids in the neighborhood. I would, you know, basically sell them or persuade them to get on board to, you know, come to a school that I had made up and I would actually like hand write worksheets, math worksheets and spelling worksheets and have them, you know, come to school because I was older than them and I wanted to share what I had learned even though, you know, in a couple years they were going to go to school themselves. You know, I loved clothes and dressing up when I was younger. So I remember getting my dad's really clunky video camera at the time and putting on modeling shows. So after we'd go shopping at Limited 2, does anyone else remember Limited 2? That was actually my first, my very first job when I was 16 years old. I worked as a sales associate (laughs) at Limited 2, funny enough. Anyways, side note. But yeah, I'd put on these modeling shows and I'd have my cousins and my sisters, you know, we'd all, we'd model the clothes and I would film it and, you know, I didn't have computers or editing software back then. So I wasn't able to like edit the footage or anything like that, but I would do my best to stop and record things on time and to time the boom box, you know, the music with everything. So just some examples from my past, but I was always very very creative. I liked putting things together. I liked being in charge of stuff. And so I was told a lot that I would be a good leader. Fortunately, I was not told too often that I was bossy, you know, maybe every once in a while. My sister would tell me that I was like super bossy or something like that. <laughs> but for the most part, I was told that I was very confident and that I would be a good leader and a good teacher. So That's what I had always kind of grown up thinking. And actually the job that I really wanted to have besides being a writer, I've always wanted to, you know, be an author, but what I really wanted to do was teach. That was something I was always really, really passionate about. There was just never a particular subject, you know, not even English. You would think I would want to teach English, but no, (laughs) there was no particular subject that I really that I really wanted to teach. And I think part of it too was because I like to create things and be in charge. It just kind of makes sense that entrepreneurship is something that ended up coming so naturally to me to find something that I'm super passionate about, which is writing and publishing, you know, and sharing your stories and also designing and living your best possible life. And then to also create courses and content and trainings and programs surrounding that where essentially I'm able to be my own boss. I'm able to create things on a daily basis. I'm in charge and, you know, get to do what I want, but it took a long time for me to have some of these realizations and a long time for me to learn to really love myself and accept myself. And I think that's a huge part that people miss out on is if you are not fully just like, it sounds weird to say in love with yourself, but it's true. If you are not fully in love with yourself and if you don't fully accept yourself, it is really hard to go after your dreams. Having that drive and that willingness and being able to push past the fear and say, you know what? I love myself enough to do this for myself. I am worth it. I value myself enough to go after my dreams. If you don't have that piece, that self-love and, you know, self-compassion piece, then it is very, very hard to go after your dreams. And 
if you do fail, which most likely you will, because we all face failure at some point or another, that's probably going to be a time when you're just going to throw in the towel. So this is why self-love is so incredibly important on your journey to becoming the person that you already are, but you know, maybe aren't acting like. So elementary school was really awesome for me. I, you know, I was a kid and I didn't really have any external factors influencing me. I was just a kid and I did whatever I wanted. Middle school was a little bit tougher. It was still great. It wasn't until high school that things really started to go downhill. We'll just put it that way. So I was so focused on academics and honors courses and AP courses and getting into a good college that anything that truly made me happy or joyful or come alive was just kind of set on the back burner. You know, looking back, I do wish that I would have had the common sense to say, hey, is being a part of the track team and the soccer team and the cheer team and the honor society, is this all stuff that you really want to be doing? Is this is this something that truly lights you up? But, you know, I was young then too. I was young in high school. We all are. And you don't really know what it is you want to do. You're just focused on, you know, making your parents proud and making yourself proud and just kind of following the steps to get you into adulthood to be able to go off on your own and be financially secure to live on your own. So high school was rough for me. That was, of course, when a lot of body image issues started to pop up. That's when a lot of issues with just my appearance in general. So my hair being one of them, I've talked a lot about my hair. I have naturally curly, wavy, frizzy hair. I've been posting more photos and on Instagram and also to my Insta stories where I'm just kind of rocking my natural waves thanks to India Batson. Her YouTube channel is amazing. I will link it in the show notes. Make sure you check her out because she is awesome and I love everything she stands for. So all throughout high school, I was just trying to fit in, just trying not to, you know, stand out too much and be too, too much myself because I didn't really know who, who myself was like who I was back then. So I remember freshman year, I did wear my hair wavy and curly. And sadly, I was bullied really horribly by this group of girls. So basically what happened was I started dating someone and his best friend and her friend, obviously one of them had a crush on, you know, my boyfriend at the time. And so They were really, really nice and sweet to my face and always invited me to go do stuff with them, you know, and also with my boyfriend, but they were really awful, not to my face. And I know this because before we had social media, we had AOL instant messenger or AIM or AIM, whatever you called it. So I'm sure if you were born in the late eighties or the nineties, you know, all about aim, you know what I'm talking about, but it was a way that you could chat with your friends online. This is like when the internet and AOL was first becoming a thing. We still had dial up modems, you know, near, near, near. (laughs) Yeah. If you, if you grew up when I did, then you know what I'm talking about. So you'd set up your profile, you'd set up your away message. I remember my screen name was a lovely disaster. That just seemed like so poetic and it's so melodramatic now that I think about it. But really anyone could make up a screen name and as long as they had your screen name, they were able to message you. And there was a way to block people and things like that. But I started being attacked on AOL Instant Messenger. Like I would come home from school and I'd log onto my computer, chat with some of my friends and things like that. But then I started getting some messages, some you know instant messages from people that I had never 
heard of before. And they were just filled with a bunch of threats, just telling me a big part of it was focused on my hair and just how ugly it was, how frizzy, how unkempt. I mean, there were some really mean things that were said that they would, you know, nail me to a cross in my front yard and light my hair on fire because it was so ugly. Like it was really twisted, terrible, mean stuff. But I finally got to the bottom of who was behind it. And I kind of already knew who it was because, you know, I was a smart cookie in high school and I could tell when someone was jealous or envious or, you know, trying to get a boy's attention. And so I knew it was these two girls and I honestly don't remember. I think the whole thing just kind of blew over. I think that I confronted them, but eventually that relationship with that boyfriend ended. So it didn't even matter anymore because, you know, those girls just faded into the background, just like my ex-boyfriend did. So that was kind of the start of everything was freshman year of high school being bullied. I'd also made varsity cheers. So I was, you know, instead of JV. So I was in a sense kind of hazed my freshman year of high school. There were just a lot of things happening because I was trying to embrace who I thought I was, you know, wearing my hair curly and, you know, just kind of doing my own thing. And people didn't like that. And they tried to tear me down at every turn, every corner. I stayed standing. I just didn't stay standing as the fullest, truest version of myself, which was hard. So sophomore, junior, and senior year, like it's safe to say, like I absolutely hated high school. You could not pay me a million dollars to go back to high school. I would never, ever go back. But sophomore year, junior year, senior year, you know, I just, again, just really conformed to society's norms of what, you know, you should be doing as a female teenager who is about to, you know, go off to college and start living on her own. So high school was when I really started changing my hair. I never wore curly anymore. Um, I was also told that I had a big forehead, so I cut bangs and I've had bangs for a very, very long time in my life. So I would wear my hair straight for as many years as I could remember and also have, you know, bangs to cover up the quote unquote large forehead that I supposedly have. (laughs) And then in college, that's where the body image issues started to come in. So in high school, I was very, very involved in sports. I was very muscular, very lean, very fit. Like I'm not kidding. I had a six pack when I was a freshman and I had a six pack (laughs) pretty much through junior, senior year. I was also in martial arts. So I got my black belt in Taekwondo. So I was very physically fit in shape and lean. But around that time, what was quote unquote in was being ridiculously thin, like terrifyingly skinny, just so, so thin. Like if you think about the tabloids and stuff, when they were talking about Mary Kate and Ashley, like that is what was in. That's what girls were aspiring to be like, because that's what the media kept throwing out there. So not only was I, you know, straightening my hair and, you know, having bangs to cover up my forehead, but then I was also frustrated with how muscular I was. And so when I went to college, I honestly hardly ate anything. And I, when I did eat because I was starving, I would binge eat food and then I would go out and party, you know, because it's college. And I was so sheltered when I was in high school that I didn't even have my first drop of alcohol until I was 18 years old at prom, (laughs) but I was so sheltered. So in college, I went a little buck wild and I wanted to, you know, wanted to have fun. So I would go out with, you know, my roommates and friends 
and, you know, we'd go to the fraternity houses and we would drink. And so you combine the alcohol with not eating enough and that's just a recipe for disaster because you're just you're just a giant, giant wreck. And that's exactly what I was. Somehow I was able to stay on top of my grades and keep my GPA up, which was great. But my mental health and emotional health and my physical well-being was just failing so incredibly much. Like it was just in such an awful place. And I have absolutely no problem talking about things like weight now. Like I never used to talk about weight because it was just such a taboo thing. Just like you don't talk about politics, you know, you don't talk about about your weight with anyone, but I'm totally fine to sit here and tell everyone that I'm 5'7", almost 5'8", and I weigh anywhere between 138 and 142 pounds. I just kind of fluctuate in that range, but I ballooned up to 165 pounds just over this past year. You know, and for me, 165 pounds wasn't necessarily overweight. I'm not saying that 165 pounds is overweight. I just know that for me and my body type and kind of the weight that I've been around for most of my life tends to be between 138 and 142. So when my clothes stopped fitting and I started feeling less confident and I could see the weight in my face and mostly in my legs, like in my thigh area, and I just wasn't happy and I didn't feel like myself, that's when I knew that something needed to change. You are not defined by the number on the scale. You are not defined by your weight. For me now, I view it as more of a reference point So it's a reference point. It's not something that defines me. In the past, it's something that used to define me. So I am very happy with the progress that I have made to get back to this 138, 142 pound range. And honestly, if I was 145, 150, you know, and put on more muscle mass, I would be totally fine with that too. Again, it's just a number and it does not define you. But back in college, it did define me. And I was sitting around 128 pounds and I got down to underneath 120 pounds. And for me, if you go onto any of those like BMI websites, you know, your body mass index compared to your height, for someone who's 5'7", 5'8", and around 118 pounds, that's when you're kind of getting to a point of like, okay, like you need to make a change because this is way too thin, it's not healthy, and you're going to start seeing problems like your borderline anorexia. And yet my freshman and sophomore year of college, I pretty much hung out around the 120-pound weight range because I was so desperate to be skinny and thin, like Victoria's Secret models and all the women I would see on the covers of magazines. Because again, this was before social media had become a really big thing. So by this point in college, you know, I'm in my early 20s. I'm very thin. I have bangs. I'm, you know, not wearing my hair curly. I'm wearing it straight. And I'm basically just a shell of the person that I was when I was a kid. And I know that sounds really, really weird. (laughs) to say that, but I was so happy and carefree and just myself when I was younger, when I was a kid. And then you go through all of these things in life. You go through middle school, you go through high school, you go through college and you have so much external crap, so much external crap thrown at you that it's hard not to absorb it because we're still young and our minds are still like sponges. So we're absorbing all of this information about what we need to do, how we need to look, how we need to dress the way we need to behave. We're absorbing all of that and we're basically becoming this other version of ourselves, which isn't even ourselves. So even when I graduated from college and 
got a job and moved to Texas, I still struggled for a while, but because I removed myself from the situations that I had been in and I was able to sort of start over, you know, it was like a fresh start in a new place where no one knew me. I was able to kind of take my journey a little bit more seriously, but it really wasn't until the past year that things have really, really clicked for me. So the past year, I have just been so focused on my spirituality and my mind. I have been so, so focused on my mental health. My emotional health is something that I'm still working on. So everything that's inward in your mind, whatever's inward is what is going to reflect outward. So if you're not okay up in your mind and you're not loving yourself and you're not accepting yourself, that's what's going to be projected into your external reality. So until you can kind of get your mind right and get your mental health in order, your external reality is just going to be absolute chaos and it's not going to match up with the reality that you desire. So that's kind of my background for my self-love journey. If you guys enjoyed this podcast episode, because I know it's getting to be a little bit on the long side, so maybe I'll do a part two. You know, this will be part one, kind of talking about my self-love and self-acceptance journey. And then if you guys are interested, I can do a part two where I've talked about over the last year, the practices and the things that I've actually implemented to kind of get to a space where I'm feeling very, very confident in my own skin and with my curly hair, with my forehead, with my body. Like I know this stuff sounds so incredibly silly and it sounds silly to me when I say it out loud, but you know, what we think of ourselves plays such a crucial role in our happiness. So if you're not loving yourself and accepting yourself and like you know, accepting your true self, who you truly are, not the mask that you've been wearing every single day for the past 20 years, like I was, but truly loving and accepting the raw, most vulnerable version of yourself. It will be nearly impossible to go after the life you want and to live your dream life because it all starts with self-love and how you view yourself. So again, I will make a part two if you guys want me to. Just let me know. Shoot me an email at authorkristenmartin at gmail.com or come follow me on Instagram. My username is authorkristenmartin and shoot me a DM or just comment on one of my photos and let me know if you do want to hear the part two where I talk a little bit more about the actual transformational piece over the past year and what things I've implemented into my self-love and spiritual journey. I really hope you guys enjoyed this podcast episode. If you did, it would help me out so much if you would leave a rating and a review on iTunes. And other than that, I will chat with you in the next episode. Cheers. Thank you so much for tuning in today. If you love this episode, please subscribe to make sure you don't miss anything. For more beyond this podcast, including information on my YouTube channel and webinars, visit me at thatsmarthustle.com. And for daily inspiration and writing advice, come hang out with me on Instagram at author Kristen Martin. I'll talk with you all again very soon. Cheers.